The following conversation originally aired on The Point on KPOV 88.9 FM High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Airing weekdays at 9 a.m., The Point is a half-hour, locally produced show focusing on people and events in Central Oregon. Hi, Greg. It's great to be able to talk with you today. Thank you. Greg Ford, you have a very special kind of job. You are the veteran outreach specialist here in Bend and probably Central Oregon at the Veterans Center, which I was not very familiar with. So this is going to be a great learning experience for me to find out about about the center and all the wonderful things that you do for veterans here in Central Oregon. I'm interested in knowing some some background about you, first of all. Well, let's see, I'm fourth generation Navy, moved to Bend back in 1989, I've worked for numerous locations, including the old mill back when it was just the mill, and uh, St. Charles, the employment department, chamber of commerce, and luckily enough, I ended up at a job that I absolutely love, and I've been here 11 years now, chance to work with veterans, uh, being a veteran myself, and being able to, how do we want to say to help not only with insight on how to maneuver through the different areas of the vet, the veteran administration has been nothing but a joy for me. Oh, that's great. And because you were a veteran yourself, you probably experienced some of the difficulties with being able to move into civilian life and be able to take advantage of, of the things that are offered to veterans, that probably was something that led you into this kind of work. Well, surprisingly enough, I had a senior chief petty officer when I was being discharged that said with the old knife hand, like a good old Marine Corps sergeant, you will show up for this appointment. You will do this. You will do that. And it actually allowed me to see a lot more of, because of his help, helped me to see a lot more of what was available to veterans at the time and it's still available to veterans and oftentimes a lot of the guys that are especially just coming back you know they're concentrating they want to be home you know they want to go home and so they are not they're they're leaning over a lot of information that may pass by them that could be you know potentially you know life-changing sure and and of course Most veterans come back with issues, whether it be health issues because of what they've been exposed to during their service and often in maybe an area where they're seeing action, but also there are a lot of mental repercussions from having emotion and emotional repercussions for having served and been under fire and in some pretty difficult situations. Yeah, in fact, even my mom said to me, the last job I had in the service was working for a drug and alcohol rehab called a CAC or a Counseling and Assistance Center. And I was, it was so ingrained in my head to answer the phone by the second ring that here I am home, and we had one phone in the house, and it was in the kitchen. And I managed to make it to that phone by the second ring and was answering the way that I had answered for the last six months before I woke up and realized, wait a minute, this, I'm home and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> ingrained and instilled in you. 
Oh, sure. Absolutely. It is a totally different life being in the military and working for the military and, and following all the rules that are often set up for that. So, well, as the Veterans Outreach Specialist, tell us about uh, what your duties are and how you're helping veterans. I'm very fortunate in that I'm only one of 300 nationalists. Oh, uh, uh-huh. 300 vet centers. And so my job is to go out and find veterans that are having issues or need to talk. I travel everywhere from Warm Springs to Gilcrest to almost Boise, uh, over in Ontario area. And so I do a lot of windshield time and meet with a lot of veterans in various communities, whether it's just for a cup of coffee or an actual sit down meeting kind of, you know, discussion about post-traumatic stress or military sexual trauma. And What's really neat is that in a lot of the in a lot of the communities that I've run into, the the Vietnam vets have really opened their arms up to these newer vets because they realize the things that they went through are the same things that these guys are going through, if not even worse. Where the Vietnam vets were really over in country for you know roughly a year for their tour, where some of these guys are going back you know four or five times, depending on how long that they were in. And so that can really make a mental toll on family and friends and life in general. Oh, absolutely. And there really are a lot of different services that are offered through this center, like counseling and referral services, other services. So what what would you say are some of them that, that seem to be used more often or that you can steer them to? Surprisingly enough, the Central Oregon Vet Center, well, we try to make it a one-stop shop to start. Mm-hmm. Anything you need, feel free, you know, come by, say hi, give us a call. But it's one of the few that's actually listed in the phone book or on Google. And so we actually get quite a few calls from uh, that, are, that should go to the clinic. But we try to help out the best way we can. I'm one of those guys that's not afraid to give you the direct line to your nurse rather than send you through Portland and send you through the, the telephone tree, shall we say, <clears throat> that the VA has to offer. Basically, we just, and this is what I tell a lot of people when they're referring people to us, just send it, send them to us. We'll figure it out. We'll help you get, get going in the right direction. Right. And so like your counseling services are are really cover a lot of different things. I see that there's couples and family counseling, grief and bereavement, mental health. And as you mentioned, military sexual trauma, PTSD care and returning service member care that are all under that one heading, that one title. So you have to have a pretty good idea how to refer them, which means the people who come to you are going to have to really open up about what their basic and and important needs are. Oh, yeah. No, oftentimes we'll set up just to do a little interview. Typically, when we set up a first client, it's usually about a half an hour. And it's more for the, I always call it the hootsawatsa. You know, who you are, what you need, what you're looking for. Some of the things that we also do that's really not really well put out on our website is that we see a lot of national, we're capable of seeing National Guardsmen. And it's, it's something that's new to us, and we're still trying to wrap our heads around what our services are exactly for them and what we can offer. 
but we have a national MOU or Memorandum of Understanding with the National Guard. And we can also help, especially with the National Guard, we can, we can talk to the wives of the deployed soldiers when they go overseas to help them understand kind of what's going on. And that helps a lot too. And the bereavement counseling, where typically when you look at the, you know, the grief and bereavement, it's to deal with people that have lost a loved one during their time of service. But one of the things, and I don't know if I should actually tell you this, is that if you have a veteran that was in our service for you know quite a while and he passes away, you know, we will talk to the wife, significant other of that veteran uh, to help get through some of the pain and anguish of losing losing your spouse. Right. And and I have read and heard too that there are a lot of service people who need grief and bereavement counseling simply because they have survivor's guilt as well, too, about serving and, and losing members of, of their group. So that would be a whole nother thing to have to deal with because that would be very traumatizing, too. Yeah, and we see a lot of that, you know, and that really works not only with the bereavement, with the PTSD, going through the scenario, especially if they were with them when they, they passed. And depression issues, anger issues. One that we don't, you know, highlight in there too is <clears throat> sleep issues and alcohol use, drug use. Sure. Uh, specialists on it, we can, you know, work with you with it and get you over to the clinic, the, the outpatient clinic, to see their drug and alcohol specialist over there. So. Absolutely, yeah. Mental health care is is a very, very important part of that because until they can learn how to to deal with what they're feeling, it's going to be hard to move forward. And then, of course, you've got referral services that you can do for people that come to you. Tell us about the referrals that you make as well. Well, oftentimes, a lot of referral services <clears throat> for instance, we're located right next to the employment department. Oh, uh-huh. Some vet centers, you know, they're out in areas that don't have a strategic location, shall we say, next to the employment department. So they, they work with a lot of places to help veterans find employment. We're fortunate enough here at Central Oregon Vet Center that with the employment department being right next door, we can send them right over to the veteran specialist over there, Paul Messick is his name. And, you know, they can be seen you know, right away. We've got a pretty good idea of what his schedule is. So oftentimes we'll look out the window and, oh, yep, he's here today. Or, oh, no, he must be up in Redmond or in the world. <laughs> of course, for employment. And if somebody wants to file a claim, we work in conjunction with all the veteran service officers in the area. In fact, with most of the veteran service officers in Oregon, just because we, we get to know them. And they, of mm-hmm. course, one of the other things, surprisingly, if you Google Central Oregon Vets, we would come up at number five in veterinarians. And oh. <laughs> we do a lot of referrals to veterinarians in the area <laughs> because people are looking to you know, take care of their animals and, and whatnot. So. Right. And I'm sure that one of the things that you must be dealing with a lot, too, because it it is making so much news recently, is there are a lot of veterans who are homeless, who are out of work. Are those people who are coming to to your center and trying to get help for some of those situations, too? 
On occasion we do. Mostly we refer them to either Central Oregon Veterans Outreach, which helps with the, the homeless veteran population here in Central Oregon. And of course the, the, the employment, like I said, to the employment department. I kind of look at it as let's give them to the people who know what I's to cross and T's to dot. <laughs> because I, I know enough to get me in trouble. Let's put it back. Oh. <laughs> well, and yes, you aren't the only service that's around. As you mentioned, Central Oregon Veterans Outreach, that's that's a great place to be able to refer them to. So it's it's good. And I see that there you have some other services like telehealth that people can can get help without having to actually go into an office and and being able to be given some ways to help them diagnose some issues. Surprisingly enough, this is the one section that COVID helped us with, shall we say, we had been eligible to or been able to do telehealth for a number of years before the pandemic came out. Uh-huh. Many veterans, they were very hesitant to use it. You know, I like to do the face-to-face. I like to see the body. You know, I like to see, you know, how they're reacting. And we've had almost a, oh, I'd say probably 80% turnaround on that because um, guys realize that, hey, I can sit on my couch and at home, or I can go sit under a tree out back and be nice and comfortable while we're talking about, you know, with what's going on. And this also leads up to another thing that we differ in the, with the regular VA in that we don't do travel reimbursements. Oh, uh-huh. Most, most people, when you get a, uh, an appointment at the clinic, if they're coming from a ways away, they will get a travel reimbursement. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't do travel reimbursements because when we were created in 79, one of the biggest issues was the veterans would, the veterans who created it wanted to make sure that no one knew that these people were coming. And so even when we talked to Congress, uh, we can neither confirm or deny we've ever seen a client in 40 years. <sighs> Your information as a client here is your information. So you mm-hmm. can do what you want. If you want to tell the outpatient clinic that you've been seeing here, great. If you want to tell the VSO, great. And what's really neat about it is that we we can't share it with anybody unless you release your information. Right. It makes it very that especially with the telehealth makes it very nice in that you're not having to travel in from Prineville or Madras or wherever. So we right. can do line, so. and, and that brings up the point that I saw too, and that the Veterans Center where you work is really the only physical location in Central Oregon that for people to, to be able to come to. So whatever method you can use to touch them and, and for them to reach you is important. Yes, definitely. And one of the things that's nice is that I talked my way and talked my way out of allowing Portland to give me an iPad. So I can connect and take that iPad with me out to say Christmas Valley and people can have their meeting on that iPad right then and there, not costing them anything. And surprisingly, the iPad has better reception than my cell phone does. Oh, well, sure. So, it works out really nice. Like I can take it with me when I go. 
So. Oh, yeah. Well, and that is important for sure to be able to, to make them feel like that that's going to be something that will work easily for them to be able to use the services. And something else that I read that was very interesting to me is the fact that if service members feel like, oh, I don't really need this service and I'm not going to use it, that somebody else can have it, that it actually it doesn't apportion that way, that, that there's a certain amount of of access for anybody who's been in the military. So somebody who thinks like they might need to have even just the tiniest amount of help that it's there for them and they should be using it. Yeah, I hear a few things. I hear the, well, I wasn't really a veteran, even though I did my four years because I never served overseas or I never was in combat. And I'm like, ah, no, dude, you did your four years. You did your time. Or the same as... You know, oh, I don't need it as bad as somebody else. You know, please enroll in VA services because the more people that we get to enroll, the more money Congress will give us. And let's just say you're worth $1,000 a year. You go in and have your annual checkup. Let's just say that costs $300. Now, all of a sudden, the guy, you know, there's another $600 rolling around out there. Maybe for it's the guy who needs cancer treatment due to Agent Orange. Maybe it's a guy who needs a new prosthetic and he lost his leg due to a tumor or a gunshot wound or something, you know, that has, that has come up. You know, so please enroll in VA healthcare. It's not as bad as you think. <laughs> and there's no stigma to it. There's no stigma to it. And the biggest thing I tell folks is that the, by, by enrolling, you know, you if you're in an area that does not have health care for your insurance, you can always go to the VA hospital. They will take care of you. And surprisingly, a lot of guys are like, well, do I dip, get my discount card for Lowe's or Home Depot? You receive an identification card that will give you some discounts in different areas. So Right. But as you said, the more people who are enrolled, the more money you can get. But that doesn't mean that that anybody knows who those are. Those are just numbers that you submit so that you can have the funding to cover their, their needs. Correct. I think as with our funding, it actually comes right off the presidential, uh, the president's budget, not through necessarily the VA budget. Congress. Oh, uh-huh. We're, pretty, we're in pretty good shape for us because, again, we can't tell them, you know, who saw we right. At the end of the year, and, and pray as my office manager today is doing, doing the budgeting. So, yeah. Well, Greg, if somebody is a veteran and they're interested in getting in touch with you or the clinic, how do they do that? You can feel free to give us a call at 541 749 2112 or come visit us down off of Forbes Road at 1645 Forbes Road. Suite 105, right next to the employment department, just down the street from Lava Lanes. And come on by. We're here for you. If we can't help direct directly, we'll help refer you to someplace that can. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's it's so good to know that there is this service that's that's afforded to the people who have given their service to our country. And we do want to support them in any way we can. Thank you, Carolyn. It's been my pleasure.
Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.